0: and I'm Susan Tiga this is my first show first episode anyways and uh, I wanted to take this episode to say that I'm not Africa spokesperson so where does this game come from so I arrived in Europe after like ten years ago, nine years ago so before that uh, I was living in Cameroon if you don't know and then I arrived in France and one of the first discussions I had were all around like so where are you from and I would say well I'm from Cameroon and people wouldn't really know where it was so all of the time I had to go back to well it's Africa and then they were like oh Africa amazing so how is it there in Africa I heard it's amazing and people are very nice and I would go along with that I would say yes I mean Cameron is really nice, and you know, the food is amazing, the weather is just crazy, it's never cold. And I was always cold, I don't know, even during summer, sometimes I feel cold here. So uh, so I always, I was just going along that like, yeah, Africa is amazing, family, culture, you know, dances, and the atmosphere, and the joy of life, or all these like very smiley people, always very happy, no matter what conditions we're living under, And then uh, at some point I realized that the conversation was kind of just stopping there. We didn't have any more in-depth conversation. It was not about like, so how is Cameron different from another country? How is it, I was just talking about Africa and I was just an African girl. And then as much as I loved the idea that we had these amazing African values or family values, at the same time we also had a conversation about how we are poor. And we're still happy, no matter how poor we are, which is kind of true. I mean I, I grew up in Cameroon, so it's true. But I was just locked up in that in that narrative, and I couldn't get out of that narrative and i and I felt like I was always this the person, the spokesperson of Africa somehow, so I was always the only African girl in the room anyways. So when anyone had a question about Africa, they would ask me, and I felt like I had to answer, and just by me being in the room. I had to kind of, you know, carry the whole continent on my shoulders, if that makes sense. And if I knew how to dance, then they were like, oh yeah, we knew, African knew how to dance, so. And at some point I felt like, okay, even though I feel very comfortable in this kind of dynamic and this narrative, I'm actually, I'm also uh, helping them to create, uh, to kind of uh, let a stereotype live forever and ever, because, Africa is a continent, you know, as much as I say that I'm African, I'm more from, I'm more Cameroonian than I'm African because it's still a very abstract concept. I'm more from Douala than I'm from Cameroon because I've never traveled, I've not traveled in Cameroon that much except from going to village. And even in the village I didn't do much except staying home and having fun with my cousins. So my reality of Cameroon is not like even 360, 360 degrees, I don't know the pugs and the, you know, the white animals. I've never seen any in my life. I think I've seen like once a snake, and I was very scared, I think. I don't remember, I'm not even sure, see? So I'm not like, I don't know, in the fantasy that they had of African girl that knows so much, I was not that fantasy, and I was trying, and I was kind of feeding them that fantasy of Africa, of what they thought was Africa. And I felt like, okay, this is just being very superficial. And it really hit me once when I had a conversation with a friend, which was a, fr- a French guy, and uh, well, French white guy, I would say. And then he traveled to Cameroon for holiday. And so we were like, oh, you're Cameroonian. And I think it was the first person that I met that was not African that knew that there were different countries when I arrived at that point. It changes now. Like now, I feel like I can have that conversation. Maybe because it's London, or I think it's just evolving. People are more interested in what's happening in Africa. So they know that we have different countries, even though they still relate to us as Africans, as one monolithic population. So the guy was like, "Oh, so you're from Cameroon?" I was like, "Yeah, great. Yeah." He was like, "So where in Cameroon?" I'm like, mm, "Oh, you know it already that there are different cities. Amazing. <laughs> I know my boy is very low, right?" And I was like, well, I'm from Douala. And he was like, OK, great, so where in Douala? I was like, mm, this guy is intriguing. Like, what do you mean, where in Douala? How good do you know Douala? He's like, well, I was there for like a month or something. Or something. So we started discussing uh how he felt about the city of Douala, and then after that he told me, so have you been to uh, this park, national park there, have you been in the north, have you been in the south, or east, what have you done, what have you visited, any zoos, anything like that? I was like, mm, actually nothing, I've not, like from one to eighteen or nineteen, I've done nothing, literally, I don't know anything about my country except what I've learned in the books. And he was like, okay well, I can tell you this region is amazing, this is blah, blah, blah. And he actually schooled me on my own country. And I I was like, okay, wow, this is different. And from there on, I felt like, okay, every conversation I have now should be about educating people a little bit. I know it's annoying. I know it's tiresome because sometimes you just want to say, yeah, I'm from this country, and then they just get it. Like, oh, I'm from France, and then they have the association with wine and bread, you know, or you just say I'm from UK, and then they have some kind of association with it, and you don't have to go that far, well, USA is, like, the best ever, because they have so many associations with that, because culturally we have so many images of America and diverse that we can kind of create, like, kind of a precise map of what we think it is. And Africa is still that blank thing where we don't really know. And so I was really, okay, well, next time I'm having a conversation with Somewhere. I'm just not going to stop to the African girl because that's laziness somehow. And it actually made me want to read more about my country, want to know more about my geography because of course, you know, you go to school, you learn things you have to learn just to pass your exams, but what do you really remember if you don't actively do it and visit your country and go on the roads and discover the people? You don't really remember much. I mean, from 1 to 18, all I wanted to do was just pass and have a good grades. That was it. If I had to remember all the geographical country, I'd do it. But it wasn't of like pure interest and curiosity, I would say. And I don't remember, I didn't remember much of it. And even now, I'm still very ignorant in my country history and geography. And I've not like traveled a lot in Cameroon, to be honest, and not even Africa. So I felt guilty, actually, at some point feeling like, okay, so I'm this girl saying I'm African and all these. And when people would say, oh, so you're from Cameroon, I know someone from Ivory Coast, and I was like, oh yeah, whatever. But I never took the time to tell them, oh, you know, it's like two different countries. And I realized that I was speaking for millions of people that actually I don't know because I don't know Cameroon, I can tell you, I don't even have a clue what's happening in other countries. I'm just next to Nigeria, I've never been there. Before coming to UK, I've never met a Nigerian in my life. Actually, yeah, I did like once in France, But before coming to Europe, actually, I never actually met other African people than Cameroonian people. Which means that my only knowledge of African people is in Europe. (laughs) Which is quite funny. So all of a sudden, I'm there, standing there, saying, yeah, I know Africa. You know, Africa is this and that. When I don't even have a clue what's happening in most of the countries where myself, I'm learning about all those countries and the differences in those countries and how different they are from from, the perception I have from Cameroon, because it's just a perception, I guess, of my country, because I guess, like, the people I grew up with have a different perception of the country. So I was very amazed when I learned that in Zimbabwe, like, I met a Zimbabwean girl that didn't know what plantain was. I mean, plantain. Who doesn't know what plantain is? But then she told me, it doesn't grow that much in Zimbabwe or well she didn't encounter plantain anyway when she was there, when she was younger. So she discovered it here in UK. I was like, My God, your life was so sad. I mean, like how can you live without plantain? I don't understand. I don't know well. Anyway, so I was in the I'm still on the path of discovering other countries and I know that now African cuisine. I do work in you know in the food industry, so African cuisine is very trendy now in UK, and it's becoming more and more trendy. We have so many chefs coming out, and we love the African Afrobeats or African music, and we have artists coming out, and we have all this praise and all the featuring from USA and UK. You know all these things going on. That it's very good, you know, and they say that the economy of the continent is just. Rising and booming and everything. But I just want us to remember that it's not just one monolithic reality. It's not homon, Like the situation is not the same in every single country. And as much as I don't like it, I still take my time to kind of school people. It's easier now because a lot of people know where Cameroon is. But now instead of just saying, yeah, I'm African, I would tell them, oh, you yeah, know, I'm from Cameroon. And they were like, okay, so where is that? I'll say, well, it's Africa. And they were like, oh, you're African. It's like, wait a minute it's not that simple i'm african but i'm from cameroon it's just next to nigeria and chad and this country and you know we're different because this and that we have discriminations because as much as we have a lot of com uh, things in common in a lot of african countries we also have some differences and i think we have to start embracing them also and kind of taking the time to kind of school and educate people i don't really like the term of schooling but we have to educate people to understand that African cuisine is not just one cuisine. We have similarities, but we do have some differences. Uh, you know, Kenyan food is not Cameroonian food, which is not Kenyan food. We do have differences there. And we, as, as much as we have to brand ourselves as like one continent, Africa and everything, we still have to understand that we have differences and particularities, which I'm starting to see already in the food industry, I would say that, you know, you have Sierra Leone and chef coming out and, you know, Kenny and chef and Nigerian chef, even even though Niger and Ghana are kind of rocking it right now. But yeah, I just realized at some point I I'll stop pretending that I'm Africa spokesperson, even though just being African and all or being the only African in the room makes you somehow by default a spokesperson for the continent. But at the same time you have to take that time You know, you have to pose a little bit and just not fall into kind of like easy answers like, oh, you're from Africa. Yeah, half Africa. It's amazing. You know, we're poor, but, you know, the people are amazing. All these kind of things that somehow it's easier to have conversations with people because they have already that idea in the mind. You have to go the difficult way and say, oh, yeah, I'm from this country and, you know, I grew up in this city. So sometimes I had to tell people that, actually, I'm just like a city girl and I'm not a countryside girl. I've never lived in a... I went on holiday in the countryside, but that was it, <laughs> I'm a city girl, I'm a real city girl. And I had to explain to them that I did have internet home when they had it in Europe also, which is not the case for everyone, that's for sure, but you have to explain to them that there are different realities living in the same country as much as they do have different realities living in the same country, let alone in the whole continent and i love I love how the conversation is now more diversified, but I always have to remind myself that because we are still not there, every conversation interaction I have with a non African person is an opportunity for me to kind of educate them on the differences that we have and all the amazing amazing differences that we have culturally, musically and culinarily and that's just what I wanted to say today yeah I'm not that I spoke. Th- I'm not an spokesperson and please don't, like, I will stop doing that. I already stopped doing that because that was too much pressure on me. Because I was like, okay, if I make a mistake, that's the whole continent making mistakes. How bad is that? Well, I know, it's not like that big. I'm not sure people were thinking that way. But still, I don't want to speak for the whole continent anymore, to some degree, I would say, or at least I have to be more complex in the way I speak about it and not just fall in laziness. And also, actually, when I had that kind of moment of, you know, revelation, if I may say, it made me realize I have to be more open myself to learn more about the continent. I just cannot sit back here and be proud of being African without doing any homework and not knowing exactly what's happening so now i'm listening to more music from madagascar kenya you, i love music so it's easier for me to learn about the music and you know listen to different artists and then i'm just trying to learn more about the continent myself so when i'm speaking with people i have more information to give also because i cannot just be screwing people or i cannot transmit information to people if myself i don't have any idea w- about what's happening so it's a really interesting process because it kind of makes me check myself all the time and make me check what I know about the continent, really. Not, this, not the assumption, assumptions I have, but really, what do I know about like the politics happening there, the culture happening there, the music happening there. So I have to check myself all the time, which is amazing. I, I do like that process. So, yeah, if that was my first episode, that was, this is my first episode. So, I'm Susan Tega, and you've been listening to Reflection. I'm just going to post this thing without much editing because it's the first one, if I think too much, maybe I won't do another one, knowing myself. So I just wanted because it's the first episode to thank magugu which is a Nigerian artist, which which gave which gave me oh my god, English sometimes is very difficult to me. He gave me nicely his uh sound uh his uh, soundtrack, yeah instrumental soundtrack of one of his songs, so I can use it as an intro and an outro to my show. Give it to me like a year or two years ago, and literally this is when I'm publishing the first episode. So thank you again, Google for letting me use that. Um, if you have any reflections about that, people, you can follow me on Twitter, it's at SusanTiega. I have a Facebook also, it's at SusanTiega. And I hope that you can continue the conversation there. Do you feel like you're like Africa's spokesperson? Have you ever been, I I guess a lot of you have been in that situation where when you open your mouth, you feel like, oh, you're speaking for like, you're the, the PR of the continent. And you, you're kind of aware of that. And how does that make you feel? Or how did that make you feel? And how do you cope with that? And how do you actually handle those kind of conversations? So that'd be interesting to hear. I hope you have a nice day and see you soon.